Welcome to the Pharma Letter Podcast. Set against the backdrop of foundering confidence in biotech stocks, the success of some companies incubated by Massachusetts-based flagship pioneering has been remarkable. Flagship has invested billions of dollars getting startups off the ground, many of which, such as Foghorn Therapeutics, Kodiak Biosciences and Rubius, have gone on to become publicly traded companies. Moderna Therapeutics, the poster child for the firm's strategy, has generated tens of billions of dollars while saving millions of lives with its mRNA-based coronavirus vaccine. Not content to propagate life-changing technologies at over 40 new startups, Flagship now hopes to reinvent the way commercial drug makers engage with biotech platforms, launching pioneering medicines in 2020. The idea is to build a portfolio of cutting-edge medicines by identifying novel therapeutic approaches within Flagship's fleet of companies. Led by former Bristol-Myers Squibb veteran Paul Biondi, executive partner at Flagship since 2019, the firm's new venture has already scored a major partnership with Danish diabetes giant Nova Nordisk. The aim is to link with big players in the industry to carry forward emerging candidates into late-stage development. On this week's episode of the Pharmaletta podcast, we speak with Mr Biondi to understand more about his work at Pioneering Medicines and gain an insight into broader industry trends. Perhaps to start with then, you could just tell us a little bit about your background and your role at Flagship Pioneering. Yeah, sure. So um, I joined Flagship a a little over three years ago at the end of 2019 um, as both an executive partner uh, at Flagship and to be the president of Pioneering Medicines, which is a new initiative um, at Flagship. Well, it's three years old now, but it was a new initiative at the time. And um, that's really focused on you know, um, how could we better leverage our bio platforms that we found and, um, and grow and mature to focus also on creating more innovative products um, and getting those um, done more broadly in more disease areas to get out to patients actually faster. Um, and we can talk more about that. Uh, prior to uh, joining Flagship, I was at Bristol-Myers Squibb um, for 17 years uh, the previous five, um, I had led up our business development and strategy function at uh, BMS. And then um, prior to that, I had been on the R&D side doing different roles around kind of strategy and, and operations working for the uh, couple of heads of R&D there. Let's talk about pioneering medicines then. Um, what is unique about your approach and what you're doing? Yeah, I think what's unique about pioneering medicines um, is partly we're able to leverage what is unique about flagship. Um, so flagship pioneering, you know, we are a, a company of companies. We, you know, found and um, finance and uh, can develop our companies, which is maybe different from many other uh, companies in the kind of innovation space and the venture capital space um, in that, you know, we come up with our own IP um, we are the 100% founder of these companies when they start um, and are the significant owner of all of our companies, um, typically well into their you know, public life. Um, and uh, we basically have um, a large staff of scientists that are uh, you know, generating you know, hundreds of patents each year. Um, uh, that are the basis uh, of these companies. And, uh, and then, you know, a lot of what I do and my peers do is, 
you know, basically think about how do we both um, scale up these companies and help them both uh, um, thrive and, and survive, uh, you know, in, in more difficult periods. So, um, you know, that's basically what Flagship does. What, what, what's interesting about that and the nature of our bio platforms is that, you know, they could be very broadly applied um, in terms of kind of therapeutic areas. But one of the things we recognize is that, hey, when we get them, you know, when we first get started and we bring in, start to bring in um, both either an internal management team from Flagship and then ultimately an external team, um, you know, it has to have a, the platform has to have a focus, uh, typically, you know, one or maybe two therapeutic areas. Um, and I think what we've realized to, to get the full, you know, um, benefit and value out of a platform, um, you know, you need to try to see if you can apply it more broadly and, and to try to have multiple products on it to really show its utility um, versus just only having one or two products that then the company gets defined by those products versus the breadth of the platform. Um, you know, obviously Moderna, which is a company that was founded um, by flagship, you know, is, you know, the kind of poster child of success in, in, in an outsized way. But, you know, I think proves kind of ultimately where we love all of our companies to go in terms of having multiple products, not just in this case, their COVID vaccine, but they have, you know, uh, innovated on other vaccines and now on cancer vaccines and, and others. So that type of approach is what pioneering medicines is meant to help to do. Because in the, to do it basically earlier, the idea is what we have done is built within flagship kind of a biotech R&D unit focused on innovative products. And that um, could be, and we can, given the ownership position that we have across our companies, we think about not necessarily like, okay, I have a platform and how would I apply it, but more of, hey, what are, what are um, challenges in a particular therapeutic area that we think that um, our bio platforms could uniquely unlock? Um, in, in a go forward way, and this might be biology that people have known for some time that you know no one's been able to ever um, drug in a particular way because we have some novel modalities. It could be that hey, we've we've got novel um, uh, biology, biological insights uh, that we can generate and, and bring even traditional modalities or combine the two. We saw last year that you announced a, a major partnership with Nova Nordisk. Can you provide an mm-hmm. update on what you've been working on and what comes next? Yeah. Uh, so last May, we uh, had been we signed a uh, collaboration um, partnership with Nova Nordisk that we're incredibly excited about. Um, you know, what's kind of the at flagship the way we think about partnerships is kind of like in three different ways. One is, you know, somebody could always work with one of our companies on an asset that they've been um, discovering and developing in a traditional approach. The other is to have a classic research collaboration on a single platform. Um, and But what is unique about what Pioneering Medicines does and what we've done with Nova Nordisk is to say, hey, why don't we think about um, focusing on a given therapeutic area and collaborating and working together to identify, hey, what would be some incredibly transformational uh, medicines that we could do together accessing many of the multiple bioplatforms that Flagship has? Um, and this, you know, based on what I described about Flagship earlier, is something unique to uh, what we believe, you know, the ecosystem that Flagship is, you know, given our ownership position and, uh, and our involvement in our companies, that we could basically offer this up to a partner like um, Novo Nordisk, who is very excited to say, hey, this is great. You know, this is an opportunity for us to bring their deep biological uh, understanding in the area of cardiometabolic diseases or rare diseases that they focus on. And um, in, and then think about we can bring to the table our thoughts around here's some you know novel 
uh, technologies and bio platforms that maybe could unlock again some of the ideas that they have, and and of course they also have you know tremendous expertise in terms of uh, thinking through development and you know with uh, downstream in terms of commercialization and in, in, in those areas. So by bringing the two together, um, basically we. Um, uh, have go through these explorations and we've done it in a few disease areas. Uh, and then we come up with very specific products that uh, concepts, my team then works and thinks, okay, here, here's potentially some platforms that we can uh, apply to that problem. And, um, and then we partner with our, with our ecosystem companies or the ones that we, that bio platform that we've identified, um, in sort of a three-way, um, partnership. Uh, to kind of advance in novel medicines. Um, and what we did in May was basically signed kind of a, like an umbrella agreement that allowed us to, to start doing these explorations together, identify these. We're excited because we already actually have, um, you know, two programs that uh, we're very close to then signing kind of a definitive agreement with uh, to bring in the companies into the collaboration. Um, and we expect that those will, um, we'll probably be announcing those this summer. And uh, that'll be exciting, uh, you know, sort of just a little over a year into it. Um, but beyond that, we've identified several other um, concepts that we think uh, uh, could be very exciting. So um, it's been great. Uli Stilts has uh, been kind of, uh, he runs a new um, organization at Nova Nordisk based here in Cambridge, Massachusetts, called the Bioinnovation Bio Hub. Um, and, uh, and actually, I think Nova just recently announced also they're going to build up more of their presence here in, in Cambridge, Mass. Um, so that's exciting. He's been, you know, I think a parallel organization that, uh, that we can work with it from, from my pioneering medicines team. Um, and then he can bring in the best of the expertise that exists at Nova Nordisk um, kind of going yep. forward. Is that part of the attraction, do you think, for Nova Nordisk that they can sort of build up some in-house expertise drawing from different sort of platforms that they might not have experience with? Yeah, I, I think what they're, you know, what we talked about in Marcus Schindler, who's the really the executive sponsor of this, um, who's the head of uh, uh, research and early development at uh, Nova Nordisk, you know, I think what, you know, they are looking to say is, hey, there's been an explosion, right, in you know, novel modalities and, and bio platforms out there that, you know, would be difficult. And I felt this way at Bristol Myers Squid, be almost impossible, right, to internalize. And I'm not sure that you would want to. Um, so, you know, this is a way in which they can access the innovation potential that these platforms could potentially provide, um, you know, in a way that, uh, you know, doesn't require them to, to, to internalize it all, but instead say, hey, they've, you know, tremendous expertise, right? Uh, particularly in kind of the metabolic cardio space, um, some rare disease spaces as well. So, you know, that, that's really helpful to us because to have that kind of depth of kind of biological understanding is, is not something that, you know, it's easy for us to build out. Um, at the same time, you know, we've got, you know, uh, unique understandings in my team, both as expert drug developers, we can relate to them as a large pharmaceutical company um, with that kind of expertise internally. Uh, but we also are very, you know, intimate and familiar with the, the bio platforms that we have. So that's really where the synergy and the marriage comes together. And I think that they're excited about how this could really, you know, kind of expand, uh, you know, their innovative portfolio. Uh, because, you know, partly when you look at the industry and you look at sort of where the focus of just naturally a lot of biotechs are, it, it's they're often in very specialty areas, a lot in oncology, uh, you know, a lot in rare uh, diseases, uh, which does overlap somewhat with their their focus. But, you know, typically biotechs don't go into places like cardiometabolic diseases. It's just too large a 
and challenging a space for small biotech to tackle from a late stage perspective. Um, so I think that this, you know, could basically create an innovation supply chain for them um, into an area of interest. And, uh, um, you know, we're really excited about the progress we're making. What other developments have there been recently in terms of novel partnerships at Pioneering Medicines? Yeah, we have another partnership, actually, that we got it started first with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And, and this was really kind of a unique thing. There's, um, um, you know, they themselves, the foundation is, I think, is somewhat unique in that they um, um, were very um, um, insightful and successful in identifying some transformational therapies for, for people living with CF. And uh, that right now um, uh, were ultimately kind of developed and commercialized by Vertex and this triple uh, combination approach, which is just yeah, a fantastic breakthrough for those uh, for those people. Um, but that being said, you know, and there are those drugs only apply to about ninety percent of uh, I mean, which is obviously a huge percentage and fantastic. But they feel a real sense of urgency to how do we help this other ten percent because there's a long there's one major mutation that that causes cystic fibrosis, um, but there's a whole tale of others. Um, and so the question that they have, which is, hey, how could we tackle that? Both potentially for a treatment, but but ultimately even trying to get to a cure. Um, and so, you know, they were successful in creating a, a really sizable endowment and then allowing them to have tremendous resources to, uh, to try to tackle this problem. Um, we have a partner at flagship, John Menline, who had, who was actually with Aurora back in the days where some of these original compounds, um, that now are with Vertex came from. So he has known the foundation for years and, and, uh, in their discussions, they were kind of saying, you know, Hey, the, the challenge that they have is you know, in trying to go after this. It's a difficult space. They traditionally had given out grants to different companies, but then you're just taking kind of a one-off approach and recognizing that this probably takes um, kind of a multi-technology approach. So what we did is say, uh, we kind of reviewed with them. They kind of gave us their thoughts around, hey, what would love to see in a treatment for these people with rare nonsense mutations um, and what maybe could be a cure. And then we had... Um, uh, a couple platforms that we thought could really be transformational in this space. One in particular, Tessera, which is a company that uh, we founded um, and is uh, uh, up and running um, pretty robustly now under Mike Severino's leadership, is uh, um, does sort of a gene um, writing and rewriting technology. So kind of beyond the ability like CRISPR to edit things, it's actually the ability to then actually insert. Um, and so in this case, what we've been looking at, which is, hey, could we actually kind of uh, replace and correct the the genes uh, of, of people going forward to, to create kind of a functional cure. Um, in another case, we've got um, a novel form of RNA that um, we've been looking at to say, hey, could that could that you know um, be kind of a best in class product? Um, other people are trying to take um, uh, RNA and, and basically in an inhaled version into the lungs, you know, try to apply it. Um, this would be kind of a, a next gen approach to that, and so that that's been great. I think they they bring again, sort of that biological insight. And they've also brought, you know, some um, capital and, and risk capital to the table to help, uh, you know, I think, encourage our companies to go into this space. And, and again, we brought the um, the insight into like, hey, what technologies we think would be kind of relevant. And uh, um, ultimately, we'll have to find a commercialization partner for that. But but I think the um, you know, we feel pretty confident if we could come up with a, with a profile of these, that uh, that that would that people would be yep. interested. You mentioned this explosion of new modalities and new research in biotech. Um, just looking more broadly, can you say a bit 
based on your experience in the industry about the sort of overall trends, what do you expect to be really uh, originating sort of breakthrough technologies in the next sort of 12 months or two years or so? Yeah, I, I, you know, there, to me, it's, um, you know, it's just, it's incredibly exciting, you know, and since I've come to flagship, I've really seen kind of the promise of this. And I think there are really two major areas that I think are exciting. One is around the area of what we, what we call programmable medicines, um, you know, the nucleic acid therapies that uh, could be DNA, RNA, um, you know, and I think the breakthroughs that we've seen, you know, starting with obviously the, the COVID vaccine and now what you've seen with Moderna, the cancer vaccines that I mentioned earlier, um, you know, we, we see lots of opportunities to, to uh, you know, apply this in multiple areas. And I think that that's going to be a really robust space. Um, and not just, again, mRNA. I think it'll be expansive that, like, for example, we have a company, Omega, uh, that uh, Flagship founded that's focused on epigenetic control, you know, um, basically to up and down regulate genes. Um, you know, all of this, I think, is kind of just open up so much biology that was, you know, difficult to get at before and, and I think come up with incredible novel therapeutics. Um, so that, I think, is one area. The other area, I think, is in the area of, uh, you know, this kind of generative AI piece that everyone's talking about, you know, from chat GPT, I think, has gotten people and other kind of, you know, kind of more retail commercial aspects of it. But within the biotech sector, it will be transformational. Um, you know, and I think we've reflected internally at Flagship about how this just, you know, really could just transform everything that we do. Uh, we have uh, several companies that are actually, you know, fundamentally based on that premise. Uh, um, Generate is one of those companies that does it in the uh, protein space. Uh, Velo is a company where I sit on the, the board of that um, has capabilities to think about this, you know, within the small molecule space and beyond. Um, so I, there's no doubt that those will be just incredibly um, revolutionary. You know, the challenge of that space is, is, you know, like in anything on the, you know, putting my old hat on, you know, when I was thinking about how as a, at a large company do you kind of deal with, you know, when I was at Bristol-Myers, it was, we had two fundamental modalities, small molecules and, you know, essentially MABs. And, uh, you know, now you've got 10, 12, you know, to choose from and think about, which is great because you can go after things that perhaps, you know, you never thought you could before. But, but it also makes the challenge and how do you access that? Um, and I do think you'll see, you know, continued, you know, partnering um, as in an innovative way, like what we're trying to do with pioneering medicines with large pharma companies as a way to try to address that. It's interesting. We've seen um, a steadily increasing amount of interest in AI over the last, I would say, you know, a couple of years in particular. It seems like every other press release is about artificial intelligence. I mean, from your perspective, are you seeing certainly in the last sort of few months even more interest and uh, more attention being paid to that area? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, pretty much as I, you know, as I see the companies that, you know, we go through kind of this innovative proprietary process to actually discover new companies and discover new platforms um, and innovate on that. And I would say at this point, you know, pretty much all of them have an aspect of which they think about incorporating kind of an AI engine. Sometimes that's the basis of the company, like I was describing earlier. Sometimes that's just a um, kind of a, a key port, uh, portion to it that enables um uh, a way of perhaps getting at a novel modality that wasn't possible before, you know, you had those kinds of computing and, uh, and insights. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely transformational from a perspective of uh, coming up with 
ways to tackle new biology. And, you know, part of also, I think, what it'll unlock, and uh, particularly for some of the large companies, but but also in kind of the public-private partnerships, is just these massive data sets. You know, I mean, we collect, as an industry, an unbelievable amount of data. Um, I think a lot of, you know, when I was even at Bristol, the, it was hard to, you know, integrate all that data, make it accessible, and, and to look for sort of these patterns. Um, you know, I think within the next, you know, five years, there'll just be an explosion of that. So, um, you know, it's exciting to think about not only how you could use it to, you know, kind of design new classes of drugs, but also how to really think about going after the right patients. Um, you know, because a lot of clinical uh, practice and design you know, we're we're still relatively limited to say, hey, you know, oftentimes we're, you know, we think we're treating a disease, but we're probably treating an amalgam of diseases. And some of those people don't actually have the disease, but you don't know that. Um, you know, if you could get more refined in terms of patient segmentation, I think that that will also be a dramatic breakthrough um, in the productivity and, and the effectiveness of, of drug development and discovery. Yeah. Apart from the, the science, I guess the other big piece of the puzzle for a, a young company is financing. I'd be interested to, to get your perspective on the overall environment for financing. Obviously, there's been a lot of economic turbulence in recent periods. Um, what's your view on what the the rest of this year might look like in terms of the availability of finance? Yeah, and, and hopefully, you know, I think that, uh, you know, slowly but surely, you know, things will start to, you know, I'd like to believe we're probably at, uh, we passed the kind of the low point here. And, you know, you're starting to see, you know, both on the public side, you know, some some companies coming forward, but, you know, granted, not a lot of IPOs are coming forward. But, you know, there's still an ability that we find to, to you know, finance things on the private side for sure. Um, and of course, we're doing that. So, you know, I, I do think that there's investor interest in, in, in investing in the space. You know, that being said, I think people are more cautious, you know, before where there was really kind of, um, I would say, easier access to capital. People were, you know, moving more broadly, you know, kind of more quickly uh, to do things. I, I think, you know, now it's um, thinking through kind of like, hey, you know, let's make sure we've got a sufficient runway, you know, um, and uh, from a cash perspective to do what we want. I, I do think, you know, and we talk about this internally, which is, you know, for those people that I think have, you know, really innovative ideas, you can get them funded. And, you know, this is not the time to be kind of timid about that. You know, I think that there will be the uptick in this. Um, and if you're smart about it, I think you can be even more successful in this. But, you know, some other companies are, you know, maybe got too far, you know, ahead of themselves and what have you. And so they're, you know, going through some issues to try to kind of readjust their strategies um, to, to kind of scale back somewhat so that they can, um, you know, ultimately um, have more time, I think, uh, and more cash to, to do what they need to do. Because this is, uh, a very, as you know, a very long process, um, you know, before you actually get to, uh, you know, ultimately an improved product. I think that's about all we have time for today. Paul Biondi, Executive Partner at Flagship Pioneering, thanks for taking your time to share with us today. Perfect. Thanks so much, Simon. I really enjoyed the conversation. 